Beyond. After Jamaica's exit from France 98, a hotel in the centre of Lyon, from a famous chain of hotels, had been adopted by many of the Jamaican supporters as their overnight home and predictably, it was flooded by celebrating fans, determined to buy out the bar. A rumour that Bujibanton, the famous reggae star, was in town, spread like wildfire amongst the fans who, without success, made their way to the venue where Buju was reported to have been seen. The fact that they didn't find their hero didn't matter. They were on a high after the win, elated. As you will no doubt have already assumed, the party in Lyon went on until the early hours. It's quite funny how these things happen. You may recall, it was previously mentioned that at World Cups in the past, Jamaicans had traditionally lent their support to the cause of the Brazilians and had looked on, with more than a passing interest, the progress of teams from Africa, such as the Nigerians. It appeared that the fans of the men from Jamaica had immediately reverted to their old ways, old habits die hard. Many of the people who had stayed for the party in Lyon had now realised that, as they had to travel to Paris, they may as well take in the match between Brazil, their traditional heroes, and Chile. It was another opportunity to don the now famous Jamaican football shirt, although it must be said that a few were prepared for Jamaica's exit from the finals, and had actually brought Brazil shirts with them as well. However, in Paris on the day of the Brazil match, there were many Jamaican shirts on view, worn by fans who were intent on finding a ticket at the right price from the main touts lining the route to the stadium. Jamaican fans, however, are very astute. Tickets at the right price were not available. Chileans, Brazilians, Japanese, and fans of the other nationalities were, it appeared, prepared to pay over the odds for the right to see the second round match. Don't get me wrong, some Jamaican fans did pay the prices asked by the Taos and found their way with their black, gold and green flags into the ground. However, the majority of the Jamaicans, indeed the majority of those fans from around the globe who had come to see this match without a ticket in their pocket, were treated to French hospitality beyond all expectation and offered free transportation to a nearby stadium to watch the match live on large screens. Entrance to the nearby stadium was also free of charge. It seemed as though the World Cup organisers had recognised way in advance that the World Cup fever, caught by those attending in France 98, would result in a demand for tickets far outstripping the available supply. For the sole reason of remaining amongst the majority of the Jamaican supporters, there in Paris for that match, the Freebie Stadium appeared the most attractive option, and it was there that the electrifying atmosphere of live attendance at the stadium, where the match was actually being played, was reproduced for a cosmopolitan mixture of eyes to witness. The astronomical ticket prices charged by the touts for that game had prevented many Brazilians and Chileans from entering the stadium. Brazilians and Chileans were therefore also in the freebie stadium in force. It had been evident since the finals had commenced that the Brazilians had adopted Jamaica as their second team for the World Cup campaign. After all, Jamaica had played Brazil twice in the run-up to the World Cup finals, and had toured Brazil as part of the pre-World Cup build-up. Jamaica also had one of Brazil's sons as its head coach in René Simões. Therefore, the welcome received by the Jamaican fans from the fans of Brazil once again amazed and delighted those present, though perhaps it should not have caused too much surprise. Only the Brazilians have samba-dancing females clad in scantily yellow bikinis at football matches. Only the Brazilians can generate that exciting Latino rhythm, a rhythm familiar to football watchers worldwide, who had, down the years, 
admired the skills of these soccer wizards from Pele to Rivellino, from Rivaldo to Ronaldo. The match itself was played with an unrivaled intensity. This was a World Cup derby. Two Southern American giants going all out in a head-to-head soccer confrontation that would see one national team on a flight home and leave the remaining victors to continue the quest for that famous trophy. It became more and more obvious to everybody there. As the battle between these rival nations progressed, the aura of invincibility carried by the yellow of Brazil had intimidated the thus far impressive Chileans, whose game was fraught with errors. The samba beat maintained throughout that match heightened the tension. The team in yellow playing a rhythmic game that was every bit as dazzling as their kits, appearing to speed up and slow down in time, to the tempo of the drums, almost dancing on the pitch. Eventually, the Brazilians, international cousins of football lovers everywhere, ran out 4-1 winners and had performed as though there was no doubt they would retain the trophy they had won four years previously. Brazilian joy, Chilean pain. The fans in yellow, most of the neutrals, and definitely all the Jamaican fans, went happily into the Paris metropolis. There was another night of celebration ahead. The morning after, the night before. Has anybody seen the Jamaican team manager? We're waiting for tickets to arrive for the Nigerian game. Additionally, renowned reggae band Steel Pulse were playing in Paris that night and, once again, a hardcore of Jamaican fans went in search of Buju, who was actually in the venue this time, but once again couldn't be found. It was almost fate that Nigeria would also be playing in Paris and, though it must be said that it is difficult to perceive of a Jamaican fan, wearing a Nigerian shirt. The impetus to obtain tickets was almost as great as it had been in the search for Brazilian tickets. Consequently, the trawl for Nigerian match tickets took precedence over everything. They would be playing against Denmark and were expected to trance the European team. A Canadian tout with tickets issued for sale in Canada, tickets which he was selling at the right prices, enabled many of the Jamaican supporters to attend the match. Unfortunately, Although the Canadian ticket tout appeared to be selling his tickets with impunity, the police, seeing a group of green-shirted Nigerian fans touting outside the ground, arrested them and confiscated their tickets. Remember, despite the fact that there were many touts at France 98, ticket touting was not a legal pursuit. Surprisingly, inside the stadium, the green of Nigeria was conspicuous by its absence. The Danish fans were incredibly vocal and amazingly supportive of their team. This was an atmosphere which had not been experienced by Jamaican fans at the World Cup finals thus far. Why? Well, the Danish supporters were actually taunting the Nigerian supporters as the Danes thrashed the men in green by four goals to one, a margin which could have been much greater but the fact that the Danes wasted so many opportunities. Attendance at those atmospheric gatherings in Paris had done nothing but whet the appetite for more. Theodore Tapper Whitmore, Dion One Love Burton, Ricardo Bibi Gardner, Robbie Earl et al. had long since departed from French soil, but can you believe this? Nearly two whole weeks after Jamaica had been eliminated, World Cup fever was still running through the veins of fans, whose team were no longer even there. Although it was highly unlikely that any of them would, at this stage, get tickets for the World Cup final itself, the World Cup finals had become a mecca, a second home to those who had experienced the atmosphere, the joy, the pain, the ecstasy, and ultimately, the triumph of their team Jamaica against the Japanese. World Cup fever, it had taken a hold. So although the numbers had dwindled from the coach loads who had travelled to the first match in Lones, 
A fair few of the Jamaican fans who had been at those previous matches made a last journey, almost a pilgrimage, to the final of the FIFA World Cup 1998.